Hello, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Brigitta Toruño, and welcome to Uno Souls Chat. Today, I am so honored to be chatting with Amy Bobchek, and she's an Uno Soul. And she is SVP of Sales at EverFi. She's the co founder of Benefit, and she's the front woman for world famous Big Bad Juju. <laughs> And she's also the CEO of Loudon Art Tours. And as our local paper, Loudon Times, I believe, said, she's a local culture maven. Uh, Welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you so much. It was Loudon Now. I want to give props. Oh, to Loudon Now. Okay. Jan, who, who wrote that. And boy, that, that introduction, I'm, I'm exhausted just hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little oversubscribed, Brigitte, but it's great to see you here. And I just love what you're doing with Uno Souls. And you know, I just love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me. And I mean, I just love to start by saying, how are you doing? You know, we've had this pandemic the last two and a half years or so. And, and now, you know, I'm, I'm calling it a semi-post-pandemic, <laughs> the days of that, because it's not quite over, but we're sort of in the midst, hopefully towards the end of it. So just wanted to see, how are you doing? Oh, you know, it's, it's the right question that we should all be asking each other. I'm doing fine. Uh, and I think it's funny as we struggle to figure out where we are in this pandemic, what I think I've landed on is that it's going to be one of these probably forever, I, you know, that we might just always need to be aware of this new condition of being, you know, people on earth. But I do think it's had tremendous impact on people in some positive ways and obviously in some not so positive. I think people are are struggling with mental wellness from the isolative sorts of things that uh, we've had to deal with. I think there's been a lot of people changing jobs. On the other hand, I think there's also been people who have discovered new hobbies and interests or taken the time to explore things that they have wanted to. I don't think it's such a terrible thing for us to spend a little time with ourselves. That's a little bit new for me. Uh, I'm such an extrovert. I tend to always want to spend my time with other people. So I had the opportunity to do some self-reflection, but I think it is important for us to be checking in on each other in that way. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful that you you did, and it, it reminds me to do it with others. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing well and, and that you had a, a chance. Well, we all, it was that for, forced chance for introspection. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. great. Well, so I've known you for several years now, Amy, when I I think back, it could be at least 10 years. And we met through the fabulous networking circles of Loudoun County, Virginia. So I feel very lucky when, uh, when I met you. And I just admire the work that you do here in our community. I admire it so much. You just are so committed to, to so many things and serving the community you started um, uh, the benefit um, organization, which provides concerts. And then from those funds, you give grants to nonprofits in the community. Um, you're the front woman of Big Bad Juju, which I've had the pleasure of listening to. And you guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. You do a, a great job with your beautiful singing voice and <laughs> the you. keyboard. And um, I just, I just love that. And also, um, your most recent and creative endeavor is the CEO of the Loudon Art Tours. 
And, um, and I've heard, I've heard whispers that you're an amazing chef. <laughs> so you just, to me, you're like this true Renaissance woman. <laughs> well, I, uh, it's, that's a very generous description. I will say I'm a very curious woman. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in, in lots and lots of things. And the, the older I get, the less inhibited I am to try them. Awesome. If anybody had told me 20 years ago that I would be singing and playing keyboards in a rock band, I would have told them that they were thinking of somebody else. But here <laughs> I am, here I am doing it. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, the things that I enjoy doing tend to be very visible to other people. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, there's a ton of things I can't do. I can't knit. I can't sew on a button. <laughs> I can't sit down and read a book uh, the way that, that most people uh, like to, to be able to do that. So, so it just so happens that the things that I enjoy doing, um, you know, are things that, that most other people get to see because they're performance kinds of environments. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you mentioned earlier that you're, that you're an extrovert. So it kind of goes along with that, doesn't it? Yeah, it it really does. Yeah. I just, you know, uh, I, I have to, to be around people to be energized, to be uh, inspired, to hold my attention. And that's kind of the fun thing about, about the music, being in the band, there's a, there's a connection that you make with an audience that is so um, moving and fun. And, uh, it's, it's just really hard to describe, but that's, it's, that it's the feeling that I love as much as I love the musical part of it. Mm, Yeah. That connection moment. Uh, And, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be able to do it. I, I never thought I could, but I work with a group of people who are incredibly supportive. They are way better musicians than I will ever be, Mm. Uh, but they've been so patient. (laughs) No, it's true. Teaching me the ropes and, and uh, meeting me where I am when it comes to the material that we can do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, I feel like uh, that's just been, it's just been an incredibly enriching um, experience. And, and the the benefit thing was really born out of the community service uh, uh, piece. And in, in 1996, I was a graduate of uh, Leadership Loudon, ah. which many, many others in our community can, can yeah. claim. I'm the proud Although, class of 2009. <laughs> yeah, well, 96 was the best class. That was really my introduction to the idea of being community minded. And I was, you know, I was young, I was, I was just sort of um, entering into my adulthood in the workforce and had a little girl and I was just sort of fledging as a grown up. And uh, I got hooked on the idea of volunteering and serving and developing my leadership skills on boards, which I know you've done a lot of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's always been important to me to be connected that way. Benefit was kind of an offshoot of my uh, work with the local United Way Regional Council, okay. where Ara Bagdazarian and I both served and both saw an opportunity to start creating musical events mm-hmm. to raise money to support the local nonprofit community. And it wasn't totally aligned with the way that the United Way goes about doing things. So we said, well, we'll just start our own thing. And five, six years later, here we are 
with an organization that's going to soon become its own 501c3. And it really has turned into something cool. And similarly with the art tour business, it, it that's a, an offshoot of my uh, work as a member of the board of directors with Visit Loudon, which is our local tourism bureau. Yeah, nice. yeah. And that's been a blast. I, I think we have an unbelievable uh, board there. And um, it just was brought to my attention that there wasn't really anybody uh, shining a light on this explosive collection of public art that has been growing in, in Leesburg in particular for the last 10 years. So it's really been like the stuff I do has all started with service work. And that's just really important to me to feed my own curiosity and to feel kind of balanced as a person. I feel like I always have to be giving as much as I'm taking. Yeah, that, that, that's wonderful. And, and you really are um, a gift to, to the community, yeah. with all the work that you're doing. So thanks that's for that. Very nice of you to say. I've, I have been... Um, so um, honored to and to to be a part of this community and to be part of its growth and to have any small part in the story of a place as wonderful and special and historic mm-hmm. as Loudon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a big deal. It feels like a way of making my life have some meaning. Mm-hmm. To feel like I've made some impact that's positive for for other people. Because yeah. I see it happening all the time. I mean, I've been so inspired by your work for so many years and not just your work, but your way of seeing and um, being so compassionate with people and caring with people. You, you know, I've said that to you many times. So Thank that's kind of what I mean. Like I've just been the beneficiary of so much of that good work and good um, faith and spirit. And, you know, I just want to give it all back as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And Amy, um, I would love to know, you know, I see the passion that you have for different forms of art. How did this start? I mean, did, is there a, a story behind it in childhood or in terms of the arts? Well, music for sure. Uh, we we had a piano in, in my household. I have three older sisters, all of whom were forced into piano lessons and none of them stuck it out for more than a, a couple of years but you couldn't keep me away from it. I loved it. And I started taking lessons when I was five years old. That began with a knock on our front door, a guy that was uh, an incredible pianist and was teaching lessons in our neighborhood and wanted to knock the doors of some neighbors to see if anybody else might like to take lessons on the night that he was coming in to the neighborhood. So he would come in on like Tuesday evenings and every half hour, another kid would have a lesson. So somebody had four <laughs> o'clock and somebody had four thirty or whatever. So I got into the rotation. I couldn't wait. Cool. And he was an incredible musician, but he was a, not a, um, not heavy on theory or, or methodology. He wasn't a technician. He was just a beautiful musician. And so from him, I learned how important the joy of the music was as I got better and could handle more difficult material. And when I got to about high school age, my parents sat me down and said, now you've turned into a pretty good pianist, but you lack any kind of musical theory or foundation. And if you're going to be a serious musician, we have to do that. So we're not going to have Mr. Reed anymore. We're you know, going to shift you over to this other teacher that has that background. And I was just crestfallen. I just couldn't imagine having to, and I was intimidated by it too. It was like, well, you know, how how am I going to catch up? I mean, other, other people may know this. I I didn't, you know, I just was very caught off guard by it. And and it it felt like a real loss, but 
I had an incredible experience with the second teacher for years and was able to catch up pretty quickly and layer in that technical knowledge and, and such. So that was in my life from the very, very start. But Brigida, I got away from it for almost 20 years. Oh, yes, that happens. It does. Life gets in the way, right? It it doesn't become your profession. Yeah, that's right. And you can't carry a piano around like you can carry a guitar (laughs) around, right? So (laughs) as I, you know, got into my young adulthood, I didn't have access to it anymore. And so uh, it just was life happening exactly as you put it. Mm -hmm. And the re-entry was so scary. Oh, what if I don't remember how to do it? And guess what? I didn't. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> come back to you like writing, writing advice. So that's what I mean when I say I had just so much support in 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 learning again, and and it's been a real reconnection with with something that brought me a great deal of joy in in my childhood. And my family was very artistic and creative. My father took up painting when he was seventy years old. Wow. And yes, my house is is full of of beautiful creations that he made very late. Is that one life. of them that's behind you? No, that particular oh, okay. one is is uh, is from a different member of, of the family and, and, and a piece that I love uh, a lot. Um, it's but, beautiful. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I love I love the color in that one. It's yeah. a, it's a favorite of mine. But you know, yeah. So I I think uh, we, we were we were always um, pretty exposed to creative things. We were always encouraged to involve ourselves in creative things, and I can't imagine not being involved in creative stuff. It just seems to be kind of part of who I am. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now with the first teacher, is it that you just learned by ear? No, I did learn to to read music. Okay. But we didn't do scales. I didn't learn the the music theory that um, I think many serious musicians start studying much, much earlier. I see. So yes, I did learn to, to read music, but I didn't really understand the foundations that oh, okay. that are often taught very early. And I think he was deliberate with that. I think it, that kind of material can be kind of boring for little kids. That's right. Yes. And I think he saw that I just wanted to play and, and that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know, I, I think I've mentioned to you that my mother was a musician. You have. Yes. Yeah. And so music is really important to me. I mean, I, I just love all kinds of music, especially Latin music, because my mom was from Ecuador and, and that's what she played. But it's, it's just very healing to me on, on one level. And then also, um, you know, you know, of course, therapeutic, therapeutic goes with healing, but it just it takes me to another world, right? Mm. Or like if I listen to a particular song that's being played, um, like Malagueña that my mother would play. And, um, and it just transports me, you know, to those moments, because my mother, when she played, she was in another world. And Mm. she, she, it was just, it, it just made her who she, who she was, you know, Mm -hmm. to to be in the midst of that music. So, so I have very fond memories um, about, uh, about her and music. And I, um, she didn't teach me the piano. She played the piano and the guitar, like, you know, just beautifully, but um, she, she uh, hired a teacher. So for me, so I had a piano teacher. I don't have my mother's same musical genes. <laughs> I mean, I really think she was brilliant and, but I, I have a huge love for it. So I dabble on the piano. I dabble on the guitar, but I do love to sing. 
Mm. And um, because she did teach me that and we would perform in different places, like in 1968 was the very first Adams Morgan festival in DC. And, um, and, and I was on there and I was singing and, and they took a picture and it was in the Washington. It was, I think it was called the Washington star, Mm -hmm. the other newspaper. Yep. And, um, and so we have clippings of that, but so, so, and then, and then like you at at some point I, I stopped everything and I played the violin in school for gosh, nine years or so. I love the violin. And, um, but then I stopped, I stopped everything. And I, I, I continue to, da- I have all the instruments. I have my mom's instruments. And then I've been getting to the djembe drum. <laughs> wow. So I have a collection of drums. So, you know, I mean, my, my house is surrounded with, it, it, with music and I, have a heritage wall full of instruments. So you would think that I was a musician, but I just, I just love it. It's very special to me. <laughs> well, you're touching on all of the things that led us to believe that music could be a platform for raising a spirit of giving in the community, mm-hmm. because it is, there is something connective and, and uh, coalescing about it it brings us together. And my evidence for this is anytime we play, my band plays an event that is um, family friendly. Mm -hmm. The first people you will see dancing are the little tiny toddlers. The second they can hear and feel music, they cannot keep from moving. That's the rest of us you know, maybe we're self-conscious, the older we get, we wait and see what everybody else is going to do. And so I think, I think music is in all of our souls in some way, whether we can perform it or we're appreciators or somewhere in between. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think that, that we have uh, all had those experiences of hearing a song that takes us back to a moment, like you described with your mom. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, connective uh, between two people like you and your mother, you saw her brilliance through, her talent and, and through um, the things that she was able to, to do. I mean, those are, that's all the goodness right there. And what, what Ara and I are, are, are um, really stuck on is this idea that if we can put that lightning in a bottle, that we could use it to get the community excited about being part of a culture of giving, that it wouldn't, it would feel just natural to want to, do good things in the community if you're inspired by that power of music. So it's a lofty idea, but we're, we're, um, we're growing it bit by bit. And I do want to give a little plug if I can, that um, this September uh, the 17th is the Saturday. We're going to be bringing the Crossroads music festival back to downtown Leesburg. So this is really our signature event, our biggest fundraiser of the year. And it is just an amazing day. So I hope everybody uh, puts that on their calendar and, and watches social media, reads the papers to, to learn more about um, what that's all about. Uh, and we hope to just see a ton, a ton of people there. Good. Definitely. Yes. We'll also include that in the write-up that we do oh, when, we, when we do post this. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. We want lots and lots of people out there. Yeah. Yeah. So Amy, you know, I, I love quotes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I found, I found a couple and I wondered if I could read them to you and see if, if you have a, a reaction or a comment about them. Um, this one is, um, it's, a, it's talking about 
culture as well, which I know is, is like you just mentioned, is very important to you. And this is a, a person named Charles Ray. And he said, art is the bridge across the gap between people and cultures. Yeah, I, I, I think that is um, spot on. I wish I'd said it that way. Mm-hmm. I noticed this um, particularly in the art tour business that I've been doing a little bit here on the side. Yes. Um, art is the way that, that we tell our stories, the way we pass our history along, the way that we express our values. There's just a lot, a uh, uh, kind of hidden treasure in, in pieces um, that artists create. And um, I have found as Loudon has grown so very much that art is sort of a cultural anchor for people that gives us a sense of place, uh, gives us a, a grounding for our history, a way to talk about um, where we've come from and, and where we're going, what's important to us. So just to, to be specific, there are a number of pieces in downtown Leesburg that I, I show um, visitors on our tours that are very um, expressive of the idea of inclusivity and the welcoming that they believe our com- our community stands for. Right. And they're expressed in very different ways, but it's a way of saying through the artist's eyes and work, everybody's welcome here. There's room for everybody, all kinds of people. We want to put our arms around you. I love that. So yes, I think it absolutely is a bridge between art and, uh, and people and culture. And, and that's, that's a really, really beautiful way of putting it. I'll have to look more into who Charles Ray was. Cause I, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. that. and, and, uh, and I, I looked him up, but I, I'm not sure exactly. And I don't remember right now what his profession is, but this other person, these other two people, um, that I have quotes for are, are sculptors. Uh-huh. So I thought, Oh, because I know a lot of the work that we have here in Loudoun County, the art are sculptures, beautiful sculptures, which I'm sure have beautiful stories. And I really encourage everyone to do an art tour with you. because I think it's just so educational. So thank you for doing that. Um, So Robert Payne said, a culture is not only the language and the arts of a people, it is all their history, all their hopes for the future. So I really, I really like that. I really thought it resonated, you know, um, along the lines of, again, this, the diversity and, and being in, the inclusivity that art brings to people. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree with that more. And as you were talking, I was thinking about a specific piece. It's new in downtown Leesburg. It's part of a series of portraits that have recently been installed on Lassiter Way, which is right near the the town parking garage. Okay. And these three pieces, which were created by artist Kim P. Kim, who's a treasure in our community in just a million ways, Mm -hmm. um, are, uh, are reflections of people who were instrumental to Leesburg's history in different ways, but might not be well known to people. Mm-hmm. And one of them in particular, um, her name uh, was Marie Medley Howard, mm-hmm. and she is credited as being the first African-American woman to own a business in Leesburg. And mm-hmm. she also was one of the founding members of Leesburg's chapter of the NAACP. Mm-hmm. So incredibly important to our, our history, mm-hmm. not necessarily someone that anyone would know about if not for this 
tribute to her that Kim created. So it does not only tell our story, but also it reminds me to think about the hopes and dreams that these people had in those moments in history, what it might've felt like to be promoting the interests of people of color in a community like Leesburg, which was still segregated and in the schools, et cetera, et cetera, back in in the 1940s when she was doing her work. So um, yeah, I think it does express optimism, hopes, dreams, and for sure our, our history all wrapped up together. So that's, that's a great one. I love it. Great. Great. Thank you, Amy. Uh, So, you know, I, I very much believe in the concept of nourishing your soul and that nourishment can come from different places, depending on the person. And I wondered what nourishes your soul? Oh boy, that's such an interesting question. Well, people like you do. Oh, Um, And, and I, I'm not just saying that to flatter you, you know, you have a way of, of connecting with people on a very um, emotional level that I admire a lot. Um, And so there are times when having connection with someone like you feels especially nourishing. Like when I'm oversubscribed because I'm doing a full-time job and trying to be in a band and running an art tour company and all those things that, you know, (laughs) kind of, um, keep me, keep me a little too busy at times, mm-hmm. you know, connections with, with you in particular and others, others like you who have that intuitive way about you when it comes to people really help to ground me. Oh. Um, and, you know, back to where we started learning to be able to be quiet and still in my mind has been really important to being able to stay energized for all of those things. There are times when my batteries run a little bit low and um, for extroverts, because I get so much of my energy from being around other people, I've had to learn how to find that stillness and find it to be that nourishment that you're talking about. It's a work in progress. I'm not great at it, Yeah, but I'm trying. Absolutely. It's, I always say it's the awareness, You, you know, you're aware of that. And that's the only thing that counts. And it's a practice. You slowly uh, have one minute of stillness and you should applaud yourself because you did one minute. <laughs> I know I have to get it. I got, I'd like to, I'd like to, to get more into the practice of meditation. I've, I've, I've tried it and I think I need a, a guide. So maybe you can point me in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to, we can, we can talk about it and we can sit, we can sit <laughs> and practice. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah, great. And um, Amy, would you be able to leave us with some words of wisdom? Words of wisdom, my gosh. You know, uh, the one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately that has served me well is, and I've I've been working on this for a long time, but I've been thinking about it especially lately, is detaching from being right and attaching to learning instead yeah. detaching from what you know and attaching to what you can learn. Mm. Um, it just opens up so much space for things that you might not have noticed. Yeah. And I think I'm especially uh, aware of this idea now because I've, I'm 90 some days into a new job. That's right. And it's required a whole lot of learning, learning new people, learning how things are done, learning new subject matter, 
Um, you know, it's a little bit of a career change for me. So that's what I've been thinking a lot uh, about lately. And I guess, um, you know, for as, as much as it might be uh, uh, words of wisdom for other other people, I, I find sometimes when I'm stuck, it's because I'm very attached to what I think I know. And when I can let go of that and say it's time to focus on learning, uh, that's when some magic happens. So maybe that'll be helpful for somebody else that might be listening. But I'm I'm open to words of wisdom from from anybody. So I'd love to hear yours. <laughs> oh well, I loved your words of wisdom. It's 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 very important what you were talking about. Um, we're, that's a good question. My words of wisdom. <laughs> I think it is what you mentioned just a moment ago about finding moments of stillness. You know, um, in February, I I said to myself, I can't be in this cave anymore. I. I've been really good. Um, and through COVID, you know, trying to stay safe and keep others safe. And, and then I thought, I, I can't do this anymore. So I put that out to the universe and all of these invitations came. It was a blessing. And I have been going, going, going. And I've been so grateful for the moments, the opportunities, you know, with family, with good friends. And, and a couple months ago, I scheduled a, um, a virtual meditation retreat for this past weekend. Boy, was it timely because I finally just found like, you know, I went back to being grounded, to being mindful and to being introspective. And it was just what I needed. So I, it's for me, it's the balance, you know, to find the stillness, to always search for it. But to have a balance, because it is important to be out with people and to have the connections, but that I can always come back, what I call home, come back home to the moment of stillness. Oh, that sounds so delightful. And, and what a wonderful way to think about it. And, you know, you you, you said the word retreat, which, which made me think about a, a vision. I don't want to uh, continue to put you on the spot, but I'm going to. I know you <laughs> have a, a vision for creating a retreat experience for families. And I'm so fascinated with that idea. Or, or have you thought more about that? Thank you for bringing it up, Amy. Yes, it's definitely um, a, a very important dream that I have, which I do hope to bring to fruition as the my journey continues with Uno Souls. And um, yeah, it's something that's very important. And I hope to be able to make some announcements in, in the coming months. So yeah. Well, I'll be uh, watching for those, but you better whisper them to me first. Because I will. I want to, I want to hear about these things as they develop. I think it's such a wonderful idea. And I know we've, we've talked about this a little bit before the idea of bringing families together around a set of experiences that they may not be finding on their own. And, you know, thinking about the, the place that music could play in and arts and, you know, just experiential kinds of, of, um, modalities could um, play a real role in, in those experiences. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They will, because I, to me, it's about um, offering children and, and obviously there are parents, siblings that might be adolescents, you know, just everybody that makes up a, a, a family unit. However, that family unit looks that you have the opportunity to learn coping skills. Because stress and anxiety is is part of 
every person's life. And of course, some are blessed to not have as much and others, we, you know, we have way too much. And so it's, I just think it's important if kids can start to learn these skills when they're very young. Oh, I totally agree with you. And again, kind of, you know, right back to where we started about the uh, awareness that has been raised about mental wellness through this pandemic. I mean, you can make an argument that a lot of people experienced much more stress and anxiety because of this, but I think it also helped us be kinder and more understanding and, you know, normalizing the idea of talking about it. That's a good outcome. Right. Uh, And I think um, we might find, and, and certainly I've heard that people are much, much more willing to go, find resources for support for themselves than they ever have been. And that seems really encouraging too. So I think it would be great if nobody ever needed that kind of absolutely that kind yeah. of help. But I think realistically we have to expect that in the world we live in, they always will. And the more ways we can meet them where they are, the better. And I love what you're thinking there. That's right. Thank you so much, Amy. Yeah, well, right. you know, this continues to be a powerful time to love each other, to unite and to live in peace. And thank you so much for joining me, Amy. I honor the light in you. Thank you so much for listening to Uno Souls Chat. You can find us at www.unosouls.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I would love to hear from you if you would like to chat with me. Have a beautiful week and see you at the next episode.